Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining us on the line, Jason Dacey, the ABC News journalist in Australia, property TV presenter, Cockatoo Media boss, former host of this show. Jason, uh, welcome back. How are you doing today? Good morning, Glenn. Good morning to all the Money FM listeners in beautiful Singapore and uh, greetings from southeast Queensland. Well, we're, we've been trying to get you on Facebook Live on the screen, Jason. Unfortunately, we're having some uh, camera issues, so we're going to have to do just a phone interview with you. But hopefully in the future we'll get you back and people can see your uh, your shining face on, <laughs> on Facebook as well. Uh, Jason, where do we start today? Do we start with a shark attack? Because that, uh, that was dramatic news this past week. It really was. It was uh, the first uh, fatality on the Gold Coast since 1958. Such a sad story. Nick Slater, he's a local real estate agent on the Gold Coast. He was uh, surfing earlier at the week at Coolangatta at Greenmount Beach, which is a famous beach, actually at the southern end of the Gold Coast near the New South Wales border, just after 5 o'clock. And uh, a shark uh, attacked him, a great white shark, believe it, uh, we think, and uh, bit him on the leg. Sadly, uh, people tried to, I mean, on the good news is they tried to drag him out of the water, but sadly it was too late. Uh, he died from a really horrific uh, bite to his leg. Yeah. I mean, four servants brought Mr. Slater to shore where the lifeguards and beachgoers tried to, to save him. He was 46 years of age. He died there at the beach. And this is the first shark death on the Gold Coast since hmm. 1958, uh, which is an incredible uh, statistic. And, and, of course, you know, I know a lot of the, Singapore listeners are very familiar with the Gold Coast and have come here many times, and they're aware that there are shark nets and what yeah. they call drum lines that uh, cover the Gold Coast, which is why there have been so few shark fatalities uh, you know, in history. But there, it's not a, a foolproof system, and, and very yeah. sadly, Slater, who worked at nearby Mermaid Beach as a real estate agent, um, died last week. Well, it's interesting that you, that you bring that up because, you know, when I, when I saw this, story earlier in the week, I thought, well, wait a minute, haven't there been a lot of other shark attacks? Because we think of the Great Barrier Reef and, and, you know, lots of great white sharks around, just around Australia in general. But you're saying it's because of this particular area on the Gold Coast, they have these drum lines in the water that, that you know, shark, shark nets, right? Basically, is that what it is that keeps the sharks away? Pretty much, yeah. It's not like the shark nets you can see where there's a kind of contained swimming area where kids swim, right? That's very, 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 very safe. This is kind of something that's further out. And I guess the further out you go as a surfer, the more danger there is because that's where maybe the sharks can sneak in and, and attack. I mean, of course, we've seen quite a lot of shark bites and deaths over the last 12 months in Australia, but often mm. in areas where there are no shark nets or right. drum lines. And uh, the southern end of the Gold Coast beaches were closed for one day after this happened last week. But I was down at uh, Main Beach at Southport this morning. I sent you through a photo. Maybe you could share it with the listeners of uh, the scene there in the Gold Coast. Everyone's back in the water. Everyone's, you know, enjoying it. There's not even a thought in the back of their head that another shark attack's about to happen, which is they are so rare. Yikes. Yeah, interesting. Hey, uh, another headline that popped up today was now New South Wales, Sydney area, confirming nine new coronavirus cases. Uh, now, we're used to hearing about this in Victoria State and Melbourne, right, with the the, the escalation and the, f- and the second round of, of lockdowns there. But this seems like pretty big news, right? I mean, uh, the Sydney area is now facing uh, its own kind of mini spike. Well, you've got it all in perspective, Glenn. That's the important thing. It, it, it is more than we've seen, but uh, nine new cases in New South Wales. And 
41 new cases still in Victoria. We saw seven more deaths today in Victoria. Wow. And here in Queensland, zero uh, cases, zero coronavirus cases. And to put things in perspective, we've seen, you know, just over 800 deaths uh, in Australia to coronavirus, you know, since it began. Hmm. More than 700 of those have come from Victoria. In Queensland, which has a similar, similar population to Singapore, only six deaths. Um, New South Wales, I think it's about 50 or so. Wow. So that gives you kind of a perspective. And, it, and there's a lot of political backlash. I know some of your listeners would know, uh, would be you know, following the news and hearing about the backlash of the borders being closed here in Queensland. Mm. And there's a state election coming up next month. And the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, is really holding firm about keeping the borders closed. And this is uh, very, very polarizing and very divisive. But if you live in Queensland and you look around, life is pretty normal here, Glenn. You know, and mm. if you're in Victoria, you're just coming out of a stage four lockdown, you know, the second wave of, of cases. So uh, it's, a, it's an interesting issue. And there was a big story last week where uh, someone from Canberra wanted to attend their father's funeral in Brisbane and um, had to quarantine in the hotel and missed the funeral and wasn't able to go. They did go mm. in a full hazmat suit, and, you know, the PPE gear, to look at the body of her father oh for the last gosh. time, but wasn't able to go to the funeral. So yeah. we, had the, we had the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, going on, on radio and being very emotional about it and calling out uh, the Premier of Queensland. Of course, they're from different political parties, but this just shows you how you know, difficult hmm. it is. And, and today there was a briefing with the... Uh, the health minister from Queensland, and he said, what would you prefer? Would you prefer more people at funerals, or do you want more COVID funerals of people dying? What's the choice? <laughs> so I thought that was quite a, a strong comment. Yeah, a very strong comment. And do, do things seem to be getting better in, in Victoria's state at all in, in Melbourne? Do they seem to be getting it under control with their severe lockdown? I think they're probably in about the fifth week, aren't they, by now? Almost sixth week? Yes. Yeah. I mean, things are getting better, but they're still getting, you know, about 40 to 50 cases per day. And they've kind of set a roadmap to get out of this, you know. And, and again, the premier there in, in Victoria, Daniel Andrews, he's done these daily briefings for like months, month after month after month. Mm. And he's actually extended Victoria's state emergency and state of disaster for another month, which gives police continuing powers to enforce the chief health officer's directions. So, Things are getting better. That's that's definitely the case. Yeah. But we are still seeing, uh, you know, at least you know, seven to ten people dying every day, often elderly people. Yeah. Um, but the Victorian economy, Glenn, is just grinding to a halt. And there were only ten auctions yesterday in the whole of Melbourne. You know, we know how vibrant a real estate market Melbourne is, but uh, again, yeah. affecting every level of the economy. Wow. And and we know that, uh, that many Australians are looking forward, hopefully, to being able to get back into the, the summer season, uh, which will start, what, in uh, November, December, and, and, and hopefully reopen by then. Is there any talk about uh, pos- that possibly happening, or is it too early? Well, Scott Morrison came out and said, we want to get everybody sitting around the Christmas table together. That's our goal, you know, as far as the whole country. And as your listeners know, there are also um, premiers of states and territories here who actually have the final say. Uh, so he's putting a lot of pressure on people to kind of open up. Uh, I mean, when I say people, you know, leaders in states and territories to open up. Uh, but it has become an issue where you've seen the right wing of politics wanting to open things up in Australia, where the, the, the Labour Party and the, and the left wing and uh, more middle people are saying keep it shut and follow the 
advice of the medical professionals. So we mm. are seeing a political divide there and complicating things. We've got city and state officials weighing in with their own opinions, and it's very similar to what is happening in your home nation of the United States. It's, yeah. uh, it's extremely polarizing, different messages. And the other thing is, Glenn, that there's a different definition of what's a hotspot depending on where you live. Yeah. You know, if you're in if you're in Victoria, a hotspot, a COVID hotspot, is means something different to something in New South Wales or in, in Queensland. So we're not all on the same page when it comes to this pandemic and how to deal with it. We're speaking with Jason Dacey, ABC News journalist uh, in Australia, property TV presenter, cockatoo media boss. And Jason, let's just uh, finish up with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, the actor and uh, the actors uh, couple uh, from Hollywood. They are back in the Gold Coast. Why are they there? What they, What are they doing? Well, we will remember probably one of the listeners will remember that um, Tom Hanks, the Hollywood actor, and his wife uh, Rita Wilson were in um, uh, the Gold Coast back in March, and they were one of the first, a couple of the first high-profile people to get COVID-19. Uh, luckily, they didn't get it too badly, um, but there were a lot of pictures of them you know, in the hospital. I know that hospital, the Gold Coast hospital where they were staying, but eventually, you know, they recovered. They went back to the U.S. and now they're back in the Gold Coast to finish filming an Elvis Presley biopic helmed oh. by Baz Luhrmann, the director on the Gold Coast. And the interesting thing was they, they flew in in a private jet last Tuesday night and went straight into hotel quarantine. Oh. Um, so they've got to serve their 14 days. And, and you know, we talk about hotel quarantine. I'll, I'll share another thing with you and, and the listeners, Glenn. I was actually in central Brisbane yesterday and I was in a high-rise apartment that overlooked... Uh, a hotel quarantine situation where people in face masks in big groups are walking up and down the balcony <laughs> kind of on this terrace level. And so I actually, by mistake, was observing what people like Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are going through now to get out on the balcony, you know, a shared balcony with face masks and security guards and walking back and forth to get your daily exercise. It's it's kind of surreal that this is this is going on. So, you know, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, they love Australia and they're very much loved here as well. So I, I know that they're in hotel quarantine, probably coming up to the end of their first week mm. in hotel quarantine on the Gold Coast, but, and then they'll take part in that Elvis Presley biopic. Yeah, but their, uh, their uh, quarantine is not without controversy, right? They, because they were apparently granted some resort-style quarantine uh, accommodations uh, whereas and then the, the public was was crying out because for example a terminally terminally ill father was unable to meet his children and yet here's Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson in a in a plush quarantine uh, scenario uh, so is that story picked up any traction that was a few days ago in Australia Yes, there has been a bit of uh, talk about this, you know, different levels of uh, tongue, tongue, tongue wagging. People. <laughs> yeah, but, but the other thing is, Lane, you know, one thing that uh, your listeners will know is about the AFL Grand Final, the Australian Football League Grand Final, will be moving to Brisbane on October the 24th. It's been held in Melbourne for over a century. It's the first time ever it's gone outside the state of Victoria because wow. of coronavirus. So the, the Queensland Premier here has had um, flack from from people saying, why did you allow all these um, you know, football AFL officials to come in and you know, enjoy uh, you know, hmm. the, the privileges that a lot of other people don't have, especially, as you mentioned, someone that wants to meet with their dying father or pay respects to a, a, a dead relative. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Well, lots to keep track of. Jason Dacey, thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate uh, your view from down under, and uh, stay safe and stay healthy. 
Thank you, Glenn, and thanks to all the, the listeners out there. Stay safe in Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.